0: Theater across the country has taken a hit during the pandemic. Today, you'll meet a Manhattan theater director who shares his thoughts on how we can get theater going again. That's coming up next on Up Next. Hi, everyone. It's John Contratti, and you're listening to Up Next. Today, we're heading to the theater with artistic director of Keene Company, Jonathan Silverstein. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me, John. I'm glad finally to see you and that you're here. So before we get started, maybe tell people what King Company is and what you do with King Company.
1: King Company is an off-Broadway theater. It was founded in 2000, so we are 22 years old. Um, We produce plays that inspire identification and connection and tell stories about people doing their best during challenging times. We produce two shows a year at our home on Theater Row. And we also have an amazing program for high school students called Keen Teens, as well as our Playwrights Lab for mid-career writers.
0: And what do you do at Keen Company? I know you direct.
1: I am the artistic director. So I lead a team of amazing people. uh, And really, we all make the magic happen together. As artistic director, I am mainly responsible for leading the company uh, artistically, strategically, even financially, um, and making sure that we are really meeting our mission And, uh, you know, remaining healthy to keep on going in these ever-changing and challenging times.
0: Now, I know there are board members. How many board members are part of Keene?
1: We have 16 board members. We've actually uh, gained a lot of new board members over the pandemic.
0: Okay, good. So speaking of the pandemic, let's go back to March 2020, beginning of March. What was going on at Keene at the time?
1: Wow, March 2020 feels like 300 years ago. So uh, in March 2020, we were um, producing the New York premiere of Blues for an Alabama Sky by Pearl Clegg. uh, it was a, a fantastic production directed by la williams and we were just going great audiences were full and as the pandemic loomed and as a shutdown loomed we were in our final week of performances so when everything shut down we lost our final four shows okay, but really um you know relatively we got through pretty much the entire run uh and we' are pretty lucky to only lose just four shows. Right. So when it
0: came to an end, I mean, you were lucky that your show was ending anyway. Did you think that it would go on as long as it did? Because basically in the beginning, they were saying, you know, two weeks to a month and things would start picking up again. Did you believe that?
1: We did for a very short amount of time. And then we kind of realized, well, this isn't going to, you know, it's not going to be two weeks. It's going to be uh, it's going to be longer. Um, you know, we kind of, all, I think we all kind of thought at that time, like, oh, things will start to kind of get back to something over the summer. But I think pretty quickly, we realized that we were going to have to cancel our Keen Teens program, um, which was coming up, and also our gala. Um, which uh, raises a, a, a substantial portion of our budget. So it was a challenging time. Um, but then, you know, yeah, we all thought it was kind of gonna, You know, we're going to kind of get back to things in the summer. But, you know, the fall never expected it to sort of last as long as it has.
0: So when you do events, it does raise a lot of money for Keen. So how does a company like Keen survive over these past two years? What are some of the things that you did?
1: Well, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about the work that we did. Um, You know, we decided as a company that it was really important to keep on producing and to keep on employing actors and playwrights and technicians and designers and getting work out there to connect with our audience. We didn't want to just go dormant if we couldn't actually produce in person. So we decided to do a whole season of audio theater. Uh, I, I sort of love old time radio, um, and felt that audio was sort of a step removed from theater, but really akin to it in that you have to really use your imagination in the same way that you do often in the theater. So we really pivoted hard to audio theater and, um, we commissioned, Uh, five new works that we, um, uh, by um, playwrights we'd worked with before, including Pearl Clegg, and we produced these pieces uh, and released them for free. Um, In addition to that, we did a, a, a weekly interview series called Keen After Hours, where we interviewed um, not only wonderful keen alumni but also friends in the industry and then we also did um, a number of benefit broadcasts uh, that were um, revivals of old time radio plays including Sorry Wrong Number with Marsha Mason, War of the Worlds with Jason Tam and yours truly Johnny Dollar with Santino Fontana Fontana. Uh, in addition to we did a, a one video um, piece which was a reading of um, the Year of Magical Thinking with the amazing Kathleen Chalfant. So we kept ourselves very busy throughout the pandemic producing work. And because of that, we were also able to then continue to get donations and grants, which is really what sort of helped keep us going. Um, Luckily, all these things that we did were were fairly... Uh, fairly inexpensive compared to putting on an actual production. So we really kept costs low and just kept on doing work, kept on raising money. And I'm also happy to say that we didn't lay off any of our staff. And we actually ended the year um, between all the things that we did and, and, you know, some, some government help as well. Uh, We ended the year very uh, in a good position. So um, thankfully we kind of ended last year um, in a strong place. This year is actually proving to be a little bit even trickier than last.
0: Right. So speaking of that, 2022 is here. And, you know, if you look at the newspapers, you hear the news, a lot of theaters are having problems closing down a show or two. Um, what do you think the answer is? How can we move forward?
1: I think we've all got to move forward with safety, number one. Uh, and making sure we are keeping our, uh, everyone who works with us safe and our audience safe. Um, and that's through good um, uh, PPE and also rigorous testing, um, which we do uh, three times a week. Um, but number two is, I think we sort of have to move forward with a little bit of patience and, shall we say, uh, kindness and generosity, Uh, We are moving forward with doing a production that starts rehearsal in a week and a half. Um, And we are committed to keeping on moving forward, yet doing it in a responsible way. And also sort of, uh, I would say... A humble way of realizing where we are at this moment, that a knowledge that it is going to be a bit more difficult, that there are going to be bumps in the road, but that we are grateful for every day that we are in rehearsal creating art and every show we are able to do for a live audience, no matter how many people are there.
0: So what would you say to a person who wants to come back into the city, they want to see a show, they're kind of leery, and what would you say to them, especially when the media sometimes makes people take two steps back, they may be thinking about going to see a show, but then they start hearing things and they're like, oh, we'll we'll wait a little bit longer.
1: Well, I think it's really an individual decision what people decide to do and what they're comfortable with. The night out at a theater should be an a, a enjoyable experience. So, I think if it's a really stressful experience, that that that's sort of counterproductive. However, you know, I will say that Every, you know, vac- vaccination policies are in full effect. Every theater or most theaters that any theater that I've been to actually has been really good about checking vaccination and being careful. Um, most of the theater I've been to, in fact, all of the theater I've been to, people have been keeping their masks on and being very respectful of other people. And I've found that theater goers who, who are out and about are being responsible and really playing by the rules. And so therefore I feel quite safe um, in a theater uh, as long as everyone is masked. um, And I, I I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, everyone needs to be masked, but what about the person
0: who's not vaccinated who might be healthy, but then the person who is vaccinated just has to show a card and come into your theater and may have COVID. What do you think about that?
1: Well, that's a, that's a tricky one. Um, I mean, there are so many breakthrough cases, which I I think is, is, you know, the vaccination status doesn't provide us that gold seal anymore. Uh, I am just hopeful that those who, you know, are walking into the theater vaccinated hopefully are being responsible about not going to the theater if they don't feel well. If they have a cold, stay home, um, you know, or if they feel like they have a cold, stay home. Uh, I know so many theaters are being really wonderful about um, uh, ticket exchanges and and uh, postponements. And, and so I just say to all theater goers, just be responsible and be responsible for the way you feel.
0: So, tell us about the new show that's coming up, Akeen. When does it start? And tell us all about it.
1: So, we're producing a world premiere comedy called This Space Between Us by Peter Gill Sheridan. Uh, it's a story about, uh, it's a comedy, uh, a very timely comedy about a successful young Cuban American lawyer who decides to drop his career and pursue humanitarian work in Africa, much to the chagrin of his longtime boyfriend, his best friend, and his conservative Cuban-American family. It really tackles a lot of issues about um, polarization in America at this moment, how we deal with, how we try to do good in the world and yet also be good to the people next to us. Um, And throughout all of it, it's got a biting wit and is incredibly funny and incredibly empathetic towards all these characters who have very different viewpoints. So um, we're excited. We start rehearsals next week. We start previews on February 22nd with an opening night of March 8th, and we run until April 2nd. And that is at Theater Row at 410 West 42nd Street. You can find all information on our website at www.keencompany.org. That's K-E-E-N company.org.
0: Good. You had mentioned before Keen Teens. So if uh, any young viewers out there listening,
1: what is that about? Keen Teens is just a fantastic and inspiring program. Every year we commission three professional playwrights to write large cast plays for high school students. And these are plays that we ask the playwrights to talk to students on their level, not to talk down to them. This is not a jokey play. Uh, This is a real play that grapples with what teens are dealing with today. We um, So the playwrights write the plays, we bring in professional directors and professional designers, and then we audition teens from the New York City and Tri-State area. We cast about 30 teens in a free program in which they will act and premiere these plays um, in May. Uh, We actually have auditions coming up at the beginning of February. The rehearsals begin in a few weeks in February and they go all the way till mid May. Uh, It's a free program for the teens. Uh, We offer teens a professional environment to act in these plays. This is not a school. Um, We are sort of treating them like professionals. It is a really unique program. And for those who are interested, there's also information on our website about Keen Teens. And um, we will be updating it very shortly with audition info as well.
0: I always like to ask directors, when you are directing and you're rehearsing, and you're not getting what you really need.
1: How do you handle that? That is a great question. And it, it really depends on the actor, I've got to say. That's my that's the short answer is that every actor is different and every actor needs may need something different. Um, I personally I am a big believer in getting actors to understand things on their own and giving them the tools that they need to make revelations on their own. So I'm not the type of director who tells an actor what to do if they're doing the wrong thing. I want to help them to understand how to get on the path that seems like it will be the most fruitful? So it's perhaps uh, you know a little bit like a like what a teacher might do. I hope uh, in being as encouraging as possible and really again giving them the tools that they need um, to understand what is happening in a given moment or in the play.
0: Are there any directors that you admire whose work that you really enjoy?
1: Oh, my gosh, there are so, so many. Um, I'll give one big shout out to uh, Les Waters, who is my professor in grad school, who um, and mentor, who directed Dana H uh, this past year on Broadway, which is just just thrilling um, and wonderful. Uh, I, I just so admire him. So he is the number one that I'm gonna say right this very moment. Right. Do you get a chance to go to theater yourself? And is there anything
0: that you're looking forward to going to see? I know you're a very busy guy, but is there something that's out there? You said, I'm going to need to take time to go see that show.
1: Well, you know, um, I've got to say there are a bunch of things that are playing right now that I'm curious to see that I have not yet seen. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get to see Kimberly Akimbo, but I hear that's absolutely fantastic uh there's a show coming up at playwrights horizons um tambo and bones directed by taylor reynolds that i'm really looking forward to seeing um what's playing right now i really want to see company i'm really looking forward to seeing that i'd love to see the music man if i could get a chance to see that um and um Yeah, I'm a little curious to see this Paradise Square that's going to be coming up as well um, that Moises Kaufman is directing. Um, So there are just a, a, a handful of things I'm interested in seeing. So before we wrap it up and end, how can you encourage
0: people to be a part of Keen?
1: Well, that is a great question. I would say the first thing that I would encourage people to do is to come and see a show. Now, not everyone may be able to do that um, based on geography or maybe their comfort level at this time. So I would encourage them to go on our website and check out some of the things that we do, including the audio work that we did last year, um, which is all available for free. Um, And uh, that's a sort of way to get to know us and um, follow us on social media, because we do a lot on social media. Our, our handle on all things is at Keen Company. And I think you can get a little bit of a taste of the flavor and I think the, the warmth and welcoming ethos that we offer. Um, and I think through there, my hope is that people will get more intrigued and come and see us. And I will say that we are also working on finding ways that we, uh, during these crazy times that we can get our work out in new ways, whether those are video captures or uh, different ways that we can get our work out to those who may not be comfortable coming to the theater at this time.
0: So for those who would like to support theater and support Keen, what
1: can they do? If you would like to support off-Broadway theater getting back on its feet, if you would like to support Keen Company, I hope you'll go to our website at, again, www.keencompany.org. You can, there is a link to donate. There are many different ways to do it. And we are grateful for all support, no matter how large or how
0: small. So Jonathan, I really appreciate you being here with me today. Everybody check out this space between us starting previews February 22nd, running through yes. April 2nd. Am I correct there? You've got that exactly right, John. I got it right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm John Contratti, and you've been listening to Up Next.